He's from the north. She's from the south. And we want to know what's in your mouth. Hello, hello, and welcome to In Yo Mouth. I am your Tiffany Thiessen home cook hostess with the mostest, Munoz. <laughs> and sitting next to me is my one, my only, my blonde bombshell, my Guy Fieri, and Pascal <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Fowl, Marie. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fieri. That, that's us. That is us. That is us. I am Guy Fieri. <laughs> and I am the beauty behind the, I don't know, behind the range. She's, her cookbook's good. Yeah? I think. I've never had it. Oh, I, well. I just loved her on Save I love Day. celebrity chefs. I do too. How are you, Marie? I'm good. I'm so excited today. Oh my God, I'm so, I can't believe you got him. Uh, finally. Finally. After years. <sighs> a millennia of waiting. <laughs> All this time, guys, when we started the pod, you know, over a year ago, Michael kept telling me he has this celebrity chef friend of his that he's got to get on the pod. And I'm like, tick, tick. When is this man coming? But he's I mean, too busy. He's just so busy. He's so busy. We've, we've scheduled and canceled and scheduled and canceled. And then we had technical difficulties. Because he's famous. <laughs> he's a famous man and he travels all over the world. I wonder if they know who we're talking about. Do you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess? No. His name rhymes with Ryan Muffy. (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. Simmer down, Tiffany. You you made me choke. Tiffany, come on. I know. All of a sudden, she has a gag reflex. Get out of here, Tiff. (laughs) No, folks. Today, we are really, really honored um, to have... Chef Brian Duffy with us on the podcast. We using technology. Yes, we have to. We have to press them buttons. Use our rotary phones. <laughs> Let's call him now. Hello. 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 Hi. What's What's going on? Um, at long last, we are together on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken 12 years. Uh, not 12 years. Marie's not that old. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? And welcome to In Your Mouth. Yeah. I'm, I am absolutely wonderful, and I'm super stoked to be here. Well, great. Um, Marie has no idea how we met, and I figured I'd let you tell the story because no one wants to hear my air conditioner of a voice. <laughs> well, I, all right. So, uh, I, 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 geez, Michael, how many years has it been? Um, at least eight. Um, no, I want to say yeah, maybe eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do this. Right. When was your when was your coming out party for your blog? That coming out party, I want to say, was twenty. 11 2011 maybe 2012 but i feel like all right so so either way we're within like the seven to eight year mark give or take okay so i had gotten a tweet and then then we had connected via twitter i guess just like uh, like in like you know commenting back and forth and then i had gotten an invite to the coming out party so i I, like all of a sudden my brother was going to be in new york that weekend so at that point, it was my girlfriend, my brother, and a friend of my brother's. And I was like, well, fuck it. We're going to New York. We're going to the, we're going out to a coming out party. <laughs> and my brother's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. I met a dude on Twitter. We're going to his coming out party. Like, I had zero idea 
what it really was. I was just like, I'm going to be in New York. We got a party to go to. Let's go. So we walk in the front door and there is, I, I mean, this beautiful restaurant. It was very well decorated and overcomes walking Michael. And he's got this a purple velvet jacket on yeah. that had like, like lace cuffs to it. That were flowy and fucking awesome. Yeah, I borrowed that jacket from a designer, Nin Wen. I wonder where Nin Wen is these days. Yeah, I had to like sign my life away in to case in case I ruined any of the clothes I borrowed from his atelier. Oh, oh yeah. So you fell then, in love with him? <laughs> you saw that? I did. No, jacket. I totally did. We had. I mean, it was a great night, and I, I had just. You know, I guess I had just started to leave Bar Rescue, or I guess it was like. You know, a year after, I can't remember, but, but like, you know, it was still kind of in its, in its heyday during that time frame. But I remember we just, we had a great time. We were there for probably two hours. We drank and when our I, faces off. We drank our face. That was the first time I think that I had ever smoked weed in public Ooh. was on the streets of New York. Because oh. yeah. we went to a, we went to like a dive bar after we left you. Yeah. <laughs> So, it was a great night. We had a great yeah, time. Yeah, I heard yeah, you, sh- awesome. you showed up with an entourage. You did. And my side of the story is, here I am at this party. I've invited the world. I had a very, like, uh, gorgeous model friend at the front door, and he comes over to me. He's like, Michael, like, this guy just walked in with all these people. He says he's here to see you. And then I looked over, and I go, no motherfucking way. you had no idea he was going to come? No, he, <gasps> he RSVP'd, yes, but I didn't think he was going to drive from Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a really amazing That's moment. Nice. Um, we have all the photos, right? Oh, it was awesome. I have all the photos of you and your ex-woman. <laughs> she was, you know what's so funny? My ex-woman stopped by yesterday to drop off, ready for this of all things, a veal strip steak. Oh, Ooh, good woman. Good yeah. woman. Yeah. Good what woman. happened? She's great woman. It's like, it, it's like a full... You know what? What's you, that? You, you, you fucked up somewhere. <laughs> oh, I and it's so funny. I'm not even kidding you. So, so uh, Jill and I were together for uh, about seven years, a little bit on and off. We lived together for two, and my girls knew her very, very well. So when she had left, my daughter texted me and said, is Jill gone? And I replied, yes. And she said, you fucked up. You should have married her. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, yep. And here I am. You have a here new I am lady laying now? in my laying in my bed, chilling out, talking to you guys as a single man. <laughs> so, oh. yep. Wow. My God, you guys have sound effects on your show. That's yeah. awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> well, so wait, I don't know who you are. I've you can Google you, and I can read all about you. There's so many different things, but let's start from the beginning because uh, you're a c- celebrity chef personality host all, all over the television all over my tv all over Pornhub. <laughs> what are you doing in my search engine <laughs> what are you doing don't, in my search don't engine? look up duffy on fucking Pornhub. you get some on, it's, it's, really it's you porn it's if you're you gonna porn, do anything I go to you porn oh, oh my god good note good note so yeah let's start at the beginning um so you're uh, from philadelphia italian so Cat- bo- italian irish I, I right, you're, really, you're literally reading my bio. <laughs> Who am I? I was born and raised in Philadelphia uh, to wonderful, wonderful parents. Um, who were, my father was a teacher. My mother was a, my mother was a nurse. They had four kids. Um, 
we grew up in a wonderful neighborhood and, and food was a huge staple for all of us our entire lives. My mother, my mother worked at night. My father was a teacher during the day and they raised four kids. So nighttime on the weekends was really a lot more time for my mother to cook. And it was more of a classic kind of, uh, Midwest Irish Catholic food, lots mm-hmm. of meat, lots of potatoes, lots of vegetables that I used to hide in my pockets because I hated them. And my father was like the adventurous kind of, uh, Italian cook. So we grew up in a, in a, in a pretty food driven household. So it was really neat for us. Um, I, you know, I, I ended up going to culinary school at the age of 20, 19 or 20. Um, I used to cook for friends and doing all that stuff. I graduated culinary school ready because Maria, you're young. So, uh, I graduated culinary school in 1994. So that makes you two. Uh, uh, yes. Actually, <laughs> exactly. Actually, exactly. it does make me two. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and, and so I did the traditional route. I graduated from culinary school. I worked, you know, I did my apprenticeship at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. I did an, I did a, a, um, a, an, a, uh, another apprenticeship at the same time. I did, uh, dual stages, dual apprenticeships at a very famous Italian restaurant in Philadelphia that was called San Marco. Mm-hmm. And I graduated culinary school. Five days later, I moved to the Keys. Um, <gasps> Oh, cool. So I lived in I lived in Key Largo and uh, not that far down, Michael. I didn't go to Key West yet, brother. <laughs> oh. Took me a little bit of time to get down there. That was uh, I bet it did. I bet it did. And, ba- <laughs> <laughs> and, ba- and back in the fifties, that's when Key West was really gay. Wow. No, it's a lot gayer now than it ever has been, brother. Um, and, uh, you know, so I did the traditional route. I mean, I worked as a sous chef in a restaurant. I left the, the, I left the keys. I moved back up to Philadelphia and I ran properties up here. Um, I, I got my knowledge of, of my basics, the skill set from the restaurant school in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I honed them through the years. I taught myself a lot of what I do and I, I ended up being on TV, I did a whole bunch of local stuff in Philadelphia, and then I started to do um, a little bit bigger stuff. I started to do some national stuff for Food Network, and then I did some more local stuff on a yearly uh, – I was on a show for eight years in Philadelphia, on and off. And then uh, I got into this world of consulting, and I was on a show called Bar Rescue on Spike TV, which was this just just ravenously insane show. We're going to get that into was, that. That was craziness. So much yelling. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I I kind of, you know, I I got into this world of the quote unquote celebrity chef stuff. I started to do a lot of appearances. I started to do a little bit of consulting here and there. Uh, I was doing just a fuck ton of drinking Uh because I was traveling with the best mixologists in the world. And they were rolling around with like bottles of Johnny Blue. So it was, it was, it was pure debauchery and it was, it was just craziness. I mean, we were drinking, we were eating. I turned around one day and I was like 300 pounds almost. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend told me that I, that I was a dick because I had begot, I'd gotten so angry from the show because all we ever did was yell and scream. Mm. Um, I, I ended up, you know, I ended up leaving the show. Taffer and I don't, didn't like each other. And I left the show. And oh, ever drama. since then, uh, well, not too much. We won't get too into that because he's not here to defend himself. And I'm not here to talk shit about anybody. Right. Um, 
but I, uh, you know, and now I have a consulting business. I, I am partners. I have partners in a couple different restaurants. I just bought another restaurant this week. I have a show coming out on Food Network at the end of May and June, which is the first time that I've ever said that publicly, just oh so God. you guys know. Wow. Uh, we got the we exclusive. Very, very minimally about it, but I can tell you a little bit. Oh, my God. That's uh, so exciting. And I... I have two amazing little girls that are no longer little. My oldest daughter's 18. My youngest daughter's 15. And I'm a single dude who travels all over the world doing appearances and cooking. And I cook for the troops uh, literally all over the world. I I'd usually donate about 30 days a year where I get to go do that. That's enough about me. Tell wow. me about you. Wow. Michael, oh step God. to the side. <laughs> step to the side. Have you ever shared my sentiments about Maria? Maria. 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 Maria's men beating down her door these days. <laughs> she, she has, she has several bats just leaned up against the wall here. Wow. <laughs> you know, how I, many toothbrushes are in the bathroom is the question. Oh, oh my God. We got water picks, baby. Oh, just keep <laughs> just <sweeping> them out. <laughs> I'm blue. I'm yellow. Well, so, but you're like a rock star chef. You're part of that culture that's like, so I follow you on Instagram and I cannot wait to like look at your stories and see what you're doing every single day. It's like something super badass. And you well, seem thanks. like you're just like so happy with, with your life. It seems, I don't know. I think you've cultivated something pretty damn special. Yeah. And these girls um, that you've raised are stunning. I just saw your daughter's prom photo. How about that? In that emerald dress. Oh. She's a beauty. Yeah. She's, you can borrow it anytime you'd like, Michael. Um, I, I would fit into it, honey. Okay. Well, <laughs> she's, she's four foot 11, and she's about 103 pounds. She's a, They cut, I believe, 24 inches off the bottom oh, of this wow. $400 dress. So, wow. yeah. Well, I want to get some really important questions out of the way here. <laughs> yes. Right? Pat's or Gino's? Oh. Uh, well, because of the fact that you're obviously a tourist, I will answer that. Question. Uh, you know, the coolest part about both of those is the history that happens between the two of them. Uh, if you come to Philadelphia and it's your first time here, that is exactly where I'm going to take you on the first night because that's where you should go. That's where the, 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 the revelry is. That's where the competition is at the same time. It's a camaraderie because the funny part is, is that Gino died a couple of years ago and Pat was actually going to buy Gino's because to keep oh. that competition going. So Gino, the young son who Michael, just so you know, is a gay gentleman as well. He's got, he, he's, he has, he's actually transformed Gino's into an unbelievable brand. You know, he's got a, uh, he's got a swag shop across the street. Uh, he's put a little VIP area inside of the actual Ooh. kitchen. Hello, why uh, he's you, done a really nice job. Why don't you um, ever introduce me to these men? You know, a lot of like really cute, Single I homosexuals do. and I know some good looking motherfuckers, and man. You do not hook your friend up. You know? yeah, I'm, we'll I'm always keeping the option open. I've been single for a little while. I'm keeping the options open for myself. Oh, no, for joking. yourself. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Gender fluidity is all is oh, all the so rage these days. Yes. You know? <laughs> Hello? You know? Everyone, everyone likes a finger in the butt. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I personally like right. a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> so so after so after you do a cheesesteak at Pastor Gino's, please note that I just walked completely out of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I uh 
I actually, it was, it, it, it's a really cool thing because you, you experience that part of South Philadelphia. You really have to go like late at night to get the whole idea of what it's like. You walk up, you're, you're kind of nervous. You've got to place the order. Do I want a cheese wit? Do I want whiz? Do I want provolone? Like, what do I want on my cheesesteak? And, uh, they've created their own little ordering system. So that's a great place to go for the first time. If it's your, the next day, then when you're done, I'm taking you out for a Denix, uh, roast pork sandwich with broccoli rabs, sausage, mm, hots yeah. and sweets with provolone cheese. And I want to dip a little bit. That's a great sandwich. And then after that, I'm either going to take you to mama's cheesesteak, which is an untraditional cheesesteak. I'm going to take you over to cleavers, which is a little bit more of a, a, an updated version. Mm. Or as I did the other night with a bunch of friends of mine, we had cheesesteaks for appetizers before we went to dinner. <laughs> so uh, at a little place called Steve's Prince of Steak. So there's a whole bunch of great spots all throughout. In reality, it comes down to the meat and it comes down to the bread. So everybody's got their favorite. I love a Steve's for like a drunken kind of cheesesteak. I love Mama's for a Saturday afternoon. And I love a roast pork sandwich any day of the week. Oh, that you, sounds delicious. You just left us salivating. I know. I just slipped off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> On my way. <laughs> Isn't there an Acela? Oh my god! <laughs> One oh five, baby. I'll pay that two ten any day oh. to get up there. Shall, shall, shall I just leave the room and leave you two alone? <laughs> well, oh I god. am. I, I'll actually be in New York on the fourteenth. I've got to come up. I'm going to shoot Beat Bobby Flay. I judge that a couple of times a year, so I will. Uh, I'll come up, and uh, I wonder. I don't know what you guys are doing. Maybe I'll invite you guys, one of you at least, on as my guest. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ooh. That's so exciting. Michael. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah I'd be but fine. I've got – I'm like an in and out. I've got to get up and I've got to get back because I fly the next morning. Yeah. So, yeah. You travel so much. Like how often are you home? So you have all these uh, restaurants in Philly? Though? No, 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 or, no. I have, oh. uh, I have, I have a, a, a partnership outside of the country in Tijuana with some guys that I get to play with. Oh, I have oh. a property down in North Carolina that my partner and I are actually in the process of moving the location because the building is going to be sold. And then I have uh, a new restaurant that I just bought in my in my in my hometown, just outside of Philadelphia, in a little suburb about six or eight miles outside of the city. And then I work with a lot of restaurants all over the country. I have partnerships in Chicago and, you know, I, I just, I have kind of partnerships all over. I, uh, I fly about a hundred thousand between 80 and a hundred thousand miles a year. And I've got super cool kids who can kind of take care of themselves, especially my 18 year old. Mm -hmm. And I have a very good support system with my sister, my mother and, you know, friends. Wow. So, yeah, because wow. we're a really close knit community. So that's that's pretty incredible. Have your uh, girls uh, picked up any of the chefing want desire skills <laughs> you know i mean emily loves she loves pasta man i mean it's kind of straightforward mm -hmm. she likes pasta with vodka sauce that's her whole thing she loves it there's probably six jars of vodka sauce in the refrigerator right now i'm surprised I, you allow jarred uh vodka sauce in your house brother brother i'm not even home <laughs> <laughs> If I were home to make the vodka sauce, we'd have a different story. You, you didn't teach uh, them how to cook, though? 
yeah, Emily knows how to cook, but like she rose, so she's up pretty early. She's at school all day. She comes home from crew usually about six thirty or seven o'clock at night, and she's usually pretty spent. She's got homework to do. She's a senior. She's got a senior project. So for her, it's just easier to boil up the pasta, put it, in, you know, toss some pasta sauce on it, and mm-hmm. go. And I'm totally cool with that. I don't have a problem. She, that's what she likes, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it, it, she's she eats healthy. She eats vegetables. She does all the stuff she's supposed to do. She sucks back a five pound bag of Hershey's Kisses a month, but she loves. <laughs> you know, I mean, Fiona's a little bit different. Fiona really likes to cook. She enjoys that, but she likes stuff like she likes a recipe. She she's more of a baker. So ah. so it's like she'll she'll she used to come home from school and she would automatically like. Grab the flour, grab the sugar, grab the baking soda. She would end up making chocolate chip cookies or sugar cookies or something to that effect. And but and, and then I would try to teach her how to cook, but she really got into like HelloFresh and Blue Apron because there were there was instructions with it. So I was able to teach her technique while she learned how to read recipes. Wow, very very. You sound like a great dad. You did. <laughs> I'm a tough. I'm a tough dad. I'm mm. not gonna lie. I'm all about accountability. I'm all about responsibility and respect. My girls are wonderful, wonderful human beings. They're they're friendly. They're pleasant. I mean, when they're next to each other, they can be bitches. I mean, come on. <laughs> you put two girls in the same room that are prepubescent and pubescent at the same shot, and oh, what are you yeah. gonna get? You're gonna get fireworks. Mm-hmm. But they're super cool. Uh, they're responsible. They're respectful. They do well, you know, they have a tremendous amount of freedom because they've given me zero reason to not trust them. And in my house, it's a very simple rule. I trust you until I don't. Mm. Yeah, this is um, an interesting segue into I want to know what your thoughts are on this whole like toxic kitchen culture movement that's happening and this whole like Me Too movement that's happening in the kitchen with all these chefs now and um how that's like how you've seen the change in the kitchens that you have been in and like what your perspective on this whole thing is. I think that the Me Too movement is something that's that had to happen. It's 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 a given. I, I mean, look, Joe Rogan, oddly enough, nails it on the head. Women have the number one most important job in the entire universe. In the universe. So at what point do we have any right to speak down, talk down, grab ass, talk shit, uh, uh, harass anything? We have zero right or reason to do that. Not only that, they're also fucking humans. Okay, we should treat everybody the same. I don't give a shit who you sleep with. I don't care who you worship. I don't care what color you are. If you're a good person, then I'm going to like you. It's that simple. Females, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. One, because I think they're goddamn sexy. (laughs) Second, because of the fact that I have daughters. And third, because you have the most important job in the universe. So why would we ever treat you like shit? I never understood that. It never made sense to me. I love having women in a kitchen. Women in a kitchen make guys work harder. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's something to be said about that. Um, in regards to everything else, I think there's a whole bunch of pussies in kitchens right now. I think that we're pussyfooting around the reality of things. We're, 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 we're not teaching the younger staff about finances and the importance of the business of a kitchen. We're teaching them how to cook, which is great. But at the same time as a chef, we have to be able to educate our, our underlings or the people that we're teaching that we expect to go out into the world and do something bigger and better. We have to educate them on all aspects of it. 
Okay. It's, it's, it's like, as if my children, the only thing I taught them to say was please and thank you, but I didn't give them anything else to really learn. Then they would walk out and they'd say, may I please have that? And, and thank you very much for giving that to me. But in reality, they're saying, may I please have that gun? Thank you for letting me shoot this person. Mm. You know, we're not, we're not teaching the full, we're not giving them the full gamut of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this unbelievable culture of everybody wants to be on TV. There's a don't get me wrong. It's afforded me a great lifestyle and it's afforded me an amazing experience across the world. But if, if, if you're not going to graduate from culinary school and have a TV show. You're not going to be on Chopped one time and get an agent. It took me 13 years to get agents. Mm. It took me 17 years to get a manager. Right. Okay. So, so there's a lot of work that has to go into these things. And we're creating these micro scenarios of, okay, you worked for me for six months. Now go and do your own thing. Or I'm graduating from culinary school as a 19 year old kid. And my parents are giving me a hundred grand to go mm-hmm. open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, a kitchen is a hard place to work, just like a construction site is, Mm -hmm. just like a, 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 you know, being a plumber, whatever it is, it's a hard job. And there are things that happen. I will curse at you. I will call you a piece of shit when you burn something. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about you as a cook at that exact moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what happens in that kitchen stays in that kitchen. It's just something like that. At the end of the night, we all go out, we have beers. And let me rephrase that. At the end of the night, we all went out and we all had beers. Now you're not allowed to go out with your staff. Right. Okay. Now I can't have beers with you. And in reality, you're going to be so pissed off at me that I called you a piece of shit in the middle of service that you're going to hate me and you're probably going to end up killing me someday. And I, I say that jokingly and that's a horrible thing to say, but we are super sensitive about a tremendous amount of stuff. If everybody would just step off, if everybody would just back up for a second, and if everybody were to do one thing, which is we're all the same race. We're all humans. We're all here on the planet to live a good life together. I'm not personally attacking you. It's a very high stressed situation. Now, yeah. with, with women and stuff like that, that's it. That's, you know, if you're working in a kitchen, I'm going to treat you the same as I would anybody else in that kitchen. I'm not going to grab your ass though. I'm not going to tell you that you got great boobs for the day because that's, that's irresponsible and it's harassment. Right. But I will grab my guy's butt next to me and tell him he's got a good looking package if he's got a sock down there, because that's what guys do. We do that shit. I've seen girls honk each other's boobs. I know that shit happens. (laughs) Well, I do think it's funny. So before the Me Too movement and all this, you know, now that we're having this very important conversation, Michael and I, we've worked in, you know, together now for 13 years. And in the kitchen, I mean, before this conversation all started, you know, we were getting so nasty with each other in the kitchen and we fucking yeah. loved it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I personally, I've never felt harassed at our place of work, but we, as a woman, like I, I, you know, I got in there, I was honking people's whatevers and like they were doing it back. And like, we all just laughed and had a good time because we were all family. It wasn't until like, wait a second, maybe like you have to ask now or like you, we got to have <laughs> consent. And like, I was young, I was in my twenties when I first started being in the kitchen, but it was like immediate family. And I, I mean, I'm still at this one place because I love, I, I you know, I want to be doing my comedy career and, and I will, and I am and all that. But like this, 
this is my survival job and I love kitchen culture. But because yeah. of the Me Too movement, we are having these conversations and, and definitely at our both of our places of work, like, you know, we've had sexual harassment, um, uh, specialists, lawyers, all these people come in and have this bigger conversation. And that stuff is not happening in the kitchens anymore. And I'm glad because it's all of a sudden like, oh, wait, right. <laughs> that isn't yeah. for everybody because for as me, like for us, me and Michael, we joke around and, and then all of a sudden there's a new girl named Danielle and we honk her and she doesn't feel right about it. Then that's right. not good. So yeah. I, I'm glad that this is happening. It's just funny how we, you know, we migrate towards the kitchen culture because we love those types of people. We can take well, if, the heat. And, and I think maybe, yeah. and I think maybe, um, when is when is the extreme too extreme? Fine, like I've been in every kitchen in this city almost. You know, um, just working in this city since I was 18 um, in hospitality, and. I think I'm sure you've seen it too, Duff, that um, people people get angry, chefs get angry and throw the plate in the salamander. And then all of a sudden there's a hot plate for a waiter to pick up and burn himself or throwing. I've had I've had bowls thrown at me. I've had pans thrown at me. Right. Because uh, chef so and so wasn't pleased or there was a mistake made or something. When is the extreme to extreme now? You know, well, I've well, had I a manager I, I, yell at me and I'll be like, we're not doing that anymore. With that, we're there, no more yelling at anybody. Like, I let's, love that. Yeah, love we're not doing that. that anymore. We, you can catch we're not more. Doing that. Yeah, we can catch more flies with honey. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's my mo my mother always used to say the same thing. You yeah. know, kill them with kindness. Yeah, you know, you want to get what you want. You're getting a lot more with with what did my mother used to say? Oh yeah, uh, that, more. Uh, what, what the hell did she say? Uh, 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 something sugar and better in better whatever. late than pregnant. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, look, look, the kitchens are a tough place. You're, they you're, are. you're dealing with heat. You're dealing with knives. You're dealing with an unbelievable pressure situation. These people that took advantage of that situation, I, it, you know, there's, there's a serious problem there. You know, I mean, I think that, that some of these guys that were, you know, we hear about chefs that are, are these celebrity chefs that are booking rooms with, you know, servers in the new room next to them and the servers and the chef know that, that there's going to be a knock on that door at two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I work with a lot of women. My, my personal assistant is a woman. My culinary assistant is a woman. I love working with women. I really, truly enjoy it. And, you know, I mean, I've had, I've had situations where I'm a spokesperson for General Electric and I do really cool stuff with these guys. I work with amazing pieces of equipment and I've had people say, you know, hey, chef, uh, are you going to need one room or two? And I'm like, well, she's my culinary assistant. We're going to need two rooms. She's not my girlfriend. She's not right. my, you know, she's not my slam toy. Like she's she's my assistant. We work very professionally. We work very close together. I would never in my life. And she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. But I would never cross that line. It's just not there for me. You know, there's something for me that says this person is working with me for a reason because they respect me. Mm -hmm. If I cross that line, that respect goes away. Okay. It goes away. I've had, I've had tremendous, tremendously talented chefs. I have a very good friend of mine. We were doing an event up in the Hamptons and there was an opportunity where, where the woman who ran the event said, Hey, Bri, I know you have two rooms. Is there any possibility for, for so-and-so to stay? He's a, he's an executive at this company and he can't get a room and this is our problem. And my, and my culinary assistant spoke up and she's like, Bri, seriously, I'm okay staying in your room. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind that. You know, there's, and she didn't even say two beds. She just said, I'm okay staying in your room. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, 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 do I need you to sign something or, <laughs> And when the whole Me Too thing came out and when John Bash and and when Mario Batali and the guys from Spotted Pig and, you know, all of that stuff really started to come through. I remember calling her and I'm not going to say her name and I'm not going to say where she works and she lives and works in New York. But I remember calling her and saying, hey, I just I just want to make sure that we're cool, that I never did. And she's like and her response to me was shut the fuck up, Brian. (laughs) Like. You know, and, and I've, I, you know, I mean, I know there were times when I've been in kitchens that I've walked up behind a waitress and I've, I've put my hands on her shoulders and, and I've, I've had conversations with people about that. Did I know you got great fucking hands, Brian? Thanks for doing that. I had a long day, you know, and, and I've seen these things happen, but it really, as a chef and especially in the world that we live in right now, it makes us think about what it is that we've done. And I'll tell you this, and this is something that's kind of scary. It has really changed the dynamic of really dating mm-hmm. and interactions because we as men, and this is how I personally feel, and, and I'm a man, I'm a man who dates, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a single guy. I meet a lot of women. I like to go out. I like to date. I love, I love sharing experiences. Do I kiss you? Do I ask you first? Where is that spontaneity? Where is that, 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 that dating, that courting? You know, and, and where does it, when does it need to stop? I, I went out with a woman for lunch today and I said to her, thank you so much for meeting me. And she said, Brian, I really like you. You don't have to thank me for going out to lunch with you. And, and, I, and my response back was, we both have crazy schedules. So I'm thanking you for taking time out of your day, mm-hmm. you know? And the first time that I kissed her, I did. I was like, Hey, dear. like I'm, I'm coming in kid. Like, here <laughs> I go. Are you cool? Can you sign this real fast? Yeah, Hold right. on. Let me pull my document. Here's my attorney. Can you visually, and can you verbally send him a video real quick, letting it know that it's okay that I kiss you goodnight? Like <laughs> it's a scary time for men because we don't, our roles have always been to, to, to protect Right. The women in our lives. And I, I was about to say the word protect our women, but I don't own anything, you know, but we've all, that was our role. Our role was to protect the women and protect our families. And, and, and now do I open the door for you or am I going to offend you if I don't or do, or like, it's really fucked up Yeah, poor. because it's gone so far. It's true. I, I mean, I think. But this is why we're talking about it. I think it's such a great conversation. And I mean, it's obvious that you're raising two young girls to like be, you know, we're woke. Oh, we're woke these now. These girls or are something. fucking badass. Yeah. But I bet you, I bet you both your women, both your daughters are like, yes, I do want a man <laughs> to ask me to kiss me. Like, I think that, well, that that is my roommate and I talk about that because she goes on a lot of online dates and she really does stand be- behind like a man has to ask to kiss. And I was like, oh, but I love a man like pushing me up against a wall. I'm like, you know, just yeah. to me. But like she was like, yeah, but if I mean, she makes a good point. If it's like a sh- complete stranger, like you have to, s- you know, start off with boundaries. And I'm like, gosh, that is that's what where we're at now, because uh-huh. like I still want a man to look. Wait, we have we have to start off with boundaries. That's I know. <laughs> well, uh, 2019. I mean, look, there's still there's still signs. Okay? Right. Yes. There's still exactly. signs. Yes. If a woman starts playing with her hair in the middle of a, of a meal, as you're having a great conversation, one, she's either got lice or two. <laughs> 
you know, she's kind of like, that's a flirting phase. You know, I, I went out with a woman the other night and she's a, she's a, 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 an amazing chick. And, and, you know, she was, she put her hand on my knee while we were sitting at the table and while we're sitting at the bar. And then at one point she like, you know, just reached across and like wiped something off of my face. And then she put her hand on my elbow. Like, like those were signs to me. Little did you, you know? know she was stealing your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She marked me on my face with like some form of blank, uh, you know, some form of invisible marker for later. So that we were in the club, everybody knew that I was taken, I guess. And then she took my wallet and my watch was gone. You're right. That's but right. I mean, there, there's like, there's still signs for those things. Now, does that mean that I'm going to grab her and throw her up against the wall and, and start ripping her clothes off? No, because you know, maybe, maybe, maybe eight years ago, I would have thought of that. But at this point I was like, okay, she likes me. I want to be respectful about this, but I'm also a weird dude. Like I'm not, I also, well, I, I mean, I want to be careful about this, but I, I'm also like, I believe that the ideas of courting are long gone. They're long. Well, gone. I mean, I think they went out the window with the loot, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> With the lute? With the lute, you know? Like yeah. The, the, the guitar, right? And the balconies yeah. and the I mean, Romeo oh, and the Juliet. Oh, I see the, what you're saying. There's the something. made in a way all these. But there's something that's so enjoyable about that. Like, I love according. I mean, my I had a girlfriend for a long time. And, I, and I'll tell you, very straightforward. I said, I, I, I don't want to have sex with you for the first three months. Like, I really like you. I want to get to know you. I want to learn about you. And she was like, ah, fuck. All right. Well, I guess we're going to know each other for a while. <laughs> sounds but, like, it sounds like, sounds like you have met Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I make them wait. I make them wait. I used to not. And then they would just disappear. So I, mean, I, I make them wait. You know, my daughter who's, who she started, her boyfriend is uh 17 and she's 18 and, and actually statutory. Whoa. Whoa. Um, whoa, whoa. But, but I remember her saying to me like, like dad, he's kind of up my ass. Like, you know, Hey, let me know when you get home. I just want to make sure you're okay. And you know, he'd call her in the morning and he's like, good morning, beautiful. Like, I hope you have a great day. And she's like, it's, it's kind of annoying. I said, M he's courting you. He's he courting likes you. you. You know, and I think that that's, I said, let the kid do it. I, I absorb that, allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I think you that a lot that. of that stuff, it goes by the wayside. And, you know, we're, we're in a world of cataloging. I can go on to Tinder or Bumble or Plenty of Fish or any of these other crazy fucking sites that are out there right now. And I can catalog a woman in any city. Mm. Now, I can hold her in that file. I can start a conversation and have that file happen. And the next thing you know, it's, hey, show me your boobs. Show me your dick. The next thing you know, you know, like you're meeting in a bar. And, and what do you do? Do you talk? Well, I already saw your boobs. I know. Do I talk oh, or do we leave? God. Do I just get a room? Like, what's the point here? Right. So, so do you, you online date? You're a big online uh, you know, dater? I, I have been on Tinder and I did Bumble. I actually met a wonderful, wonderful woman on Bumble, uh, you know, who, who lives in San Diego. We never, we're still best friends to this day. Mm. You know, she lived in San Diego. Have I been on Tinder yet? Tinder's a fucking weird place, man. <laughs> That's a I'm weird place. I'm surprised you're not on Raya. It's for celebrities. I have no idea. What there's that is. there's, there's so a new many. one. Ugh. I don't know. This is a great little transition, though. We have some hot seat questions. Ooh, so, ouch! It's ooh. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> some quick fires for you. All right, chef. If you were a dish, would you be sweet and savory, and what be, sweet or savory, and what would it be? Uh, I would one hundred percent be savory, mm-hmm. and I would be something that would be like 
like braised or smoked or something like that. Like something that takes a little bit of time and has technique to it. And you really need to have like experience to get into it. Ooh. Oh, I think Marie would be a sour pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marie, guess what, baby? I like a pickle. Uh, well, then you're, you're talking to the wrong girl. Hold on, Marie. Okay. Do I need to sign something? Because I just sexually harassed you three times. <laughs> In the same show. I'm laughing and I just beat myself. So that, can I sign it with my P? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sex in the kitchen or sex in the walk-in? The walk-in? The freezer? Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. <laughs> answer, you know, what's your I, answer to that? I mean, <laughs> I think, that, I think that, that there's, look, I'm a weird spiritual dude. So I think that passion happens and passion needs to, to be expelled. I think that, that wherever... You know, I mean, I'm not saying just start, you know, banging on a park bench, uh, why but not? Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Wherever you want, man. doesn't matter. Um, you know, bend you over the potatoes. Go for it. I bet uh, bend you over the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the, the health department isn't listening to the pod. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look, I can I can talk about I can think about Ted whenever I say that. Oh, my goodness. Ted, 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 when he's Ted. banging her on the bags of flour in the back of the grocery store. Oh, I missed that. Oh, it was a great you movie. Mean, Go ahead. You mean the bear? Yeah, Ted the Bear, man. Oh, I, I, I think I fell asleep during that part. Yeah, um, I don't know how you fell asleep during that movie. I don't know. Um, you know what? Uh, family meals are infamous for being gross. So best family meal? Uh, so funny. I was just on a podcast this morning called The Family Meal. So an iHeartRadio podcast with Mark Campbell. Yeah. It's really good. So uh, family meal, mm-hmm. one, I think the family meal is unbelievably important in restaurants. It brings front of house and back of house together. It's an opportunity to talk, to communicate, to share, to learn, to get to know people. I believe that it keeps a, a, a well-oiled machine going. Second, to answer the question, uh, family meal, one of the greatest family meals that I ever had was by, and I talked about it this morning, is a gentleman named Amadou who was a chef. He was a cook in a restaurant where I used to work where I was the chef, and my staff had to make a family meal every day. So I, I highlighted my, my schedule with who made family meal during lunch or dinner, and Amadou used to make a dish called Amadou Stew, and Amadou <laughs> – was a uh he was an african gentleman he was from africa and his dish was very simple it was it was it was seared off chicken thighs and and legs and then he topped it off with these beautiful tomatoes and very thinly sliced onions and potatoes and he just stewed it down he put some great seasoning in it but it was just this amazing concoction of flavors that worked really well together and that was one of my favorites amadou stew oh any God. day i need amadou's number for that <laughs> Yeah. Um, last one. We were uh, on a podcast not that long ago, and the podcast host asked us uh, food that tastes like human. And uh, <laughs> Marie, I said onions kind of like smell like bo. And Marie said coconut water tastes like semen, or semen mm-hmm. tastes like uh, so. Uh, food that tastes like human. <laughs> That's not the weirdest <laughs> question. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I. Uh... <laughs> I uh <laughs> I met I met a woman one time and uh I and and I was a, it was a very passionate situation and I grabbed her and I kissed her and her body was salty <gasps> like 
like like but she had this kind of her her lotion that was on was kind of sweet so it reminded me of like a salted caramel but i remember telling her i was like you you're like i loved the taste like i loved kissing your neck or kissing your shoulder your collarbone uh, i can keep going and uh but I remember that, and and it's so funny you just asked that question because th- I, I remember thinking kind of like a salted caramel. Ooh. So there you go. So ladies wow. taste yeah. like salted caramel. Well, no, well, not all of them. Trust yeah, me. I, I taste like a some, salted caramel. I've met cod. some onions in my life. Okay, <laughs> I've had some. I've had some bacala before. Yes, but uh, <laughs> really, the salted caramel. She was a New York girl. She was a Brooklyn girl. Yeah. Brooklyn. She was my sister. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, really quick, tell us about uh, – what can you tell us about this new Food Network show that you're doing? Uh, well, we're not going to discuss the network. Nice job. Uh, uh, I think you said but- it at the beginning, no? I did, did I? That's fine. It's okay. I'm doing a fun little show that's coming on a Food Network in May and June. Uh, the uh, working title at this point is called Opening Night. It's about the last seven days before you open a restaurant. So it's kind of fun. It's a really neat little project that we put together. Uh, and I'm really excited for it. I mean, we've been working on it since February of 2018. And it took a while for it to come together because it was really just a a concept that was put together that we started to really dial in and hone it hone it down to where we are right now. So it's a neat project. I'm really excited about it, and uh, yeah, I, I just I, I, there's so much that's going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Me opening a new restaurant and my daughter's graduating from high school and going to college. There's like, and I start traveling again in just a couple of days. So. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming on in my life. Are and, you are you yeah. yelling and screaming on this show too? No, this show actually has uh, I, my job and my goal was to make sure that it was not a dramatic show. Don't get me wrong. There's you're opening a restaurant. There are situations, I mean, but that's drama but filled I, in itself. Yeah, I mean, I really because I don't believe in that. I don't. I don't think that's not how we work in the industry all the time. And if you do, you end up losing the respect. I have. I've been in this industry for for twenty five years, and and I mean, a, as a chef, been for twenty five years. And I always talk about my first ten and my last ten. My first ten, I can never change. And I was a full blown dick in my first ten. I was a plate thrower. I was a potato thrower. I was a yeller, a screamer. I did everything myself. I didn't let anybody else make mistakes you know, and fix them themselves. I pushed them out of the way and went in and fixed it. I was a good chef, but I wasn't a great leader at that point. And I feel that now I'm very technical in what I do. And I really try to coddle and I really try to educate and cultivate people because they're only working me for me for a period of time. I want them to leave me and I want them to go on and be out to the world and say, I worked for Chef Brian Duffy and I learned this, or I know this because of this guy. So I changed my entire dynamic. Mm. I don't yell. Yeah. I do unless have... you have to. Ah, yes. Oh. Save it. I love it. Did you ever meet Anthony <laughs> Bourdain? <laughs> so I was on a flight to I was in the Philadelphia airport uh-huh. and I was flying to New Orleans and I was uh, I, I looked over and Anthony Bourdain was there and I'm not Oh my god. Uh, and I'm not like a starstruck kind of guy. There's probably two people that I would probably stop. One was Charlize Theron, who I don't know if you guys know, but she said men need to step up and get a set of balls and just ask her out. So I did. I asked her oh. out on Twitter and she didn't reply yet. Oh. Um, That's so cool. But uh, Because do I don't how, give a shit. Do you know how many men I've asked out on Twitter that haven't replied yet? 
Yeah, but look at this long-term relationship that you and I have had, my friend. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm it proud is. of it. It is. I am too, actually. <laughs> I love it. I love saying I that I know it. you. No, I um, I was telling Marie that, that you have been a constant in my life, although we don't see each other very often. You're very busy, yeah. and I, you know, I'm very busy too. And um, you know, it's uh, it's always the check-in, which I. Which I love about our dynamic. You know, there's a random text. How you doing? Are you good? What, sure. what do you need? This and that, so on and so forth. Or hey, I saw you here. Uh, great job. You know. Back to Anthony Bourdain. So you <laughs> oh, saw I'm him sorry. on a plane. <laughs> so so y'all can I was get a room later. To, uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to board the plane, uh-huh. and I, I walked over to him, and I, and I just said, "Hey, chef, I want to let you know, uh, my name is Brian <gasps> Duffy, and I really love what you do." And he said, "Hey, man, nice job on Bar Rescue." And oh, that was kind of like a cool God. little thing. And then we got on the plane. We were both flying first class. He sat one row behind me to the left. He got on the plane. He fell asleep in a matter of seconds. And if you guys are basketball fans, Dikembe Matumbo sat right next to oh, me. And we shit. laughed for four hours. Um, just hanging out? It, just kind of hanging out. He was talking shit on like A-Rod. He was talking oh shit on, on basketball and baseball players. He's like, right Dude. here, if you ever – if you if you're a basketball player and they start they – start, comparing you to a baseball player he's like your career is over (laughs) like he was awesome but uh anthony bourdain to me was uh he was a visionary in our industry and it's a shame and and i'll tell you what as a person who travels as much as i do it's a lonely fucking place man it's a real you, you you have uh, very superficial relationships with people on the road. Mm-hmm. People kiss your ass a tremendous amount because they've seen you on TV. Uh, I don't trust people on the road, so I know the, what he was in. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't buy, I don't get drinks from other people unless I know you very well. I don't smoke somebody else's weed. Uh, like I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty kind of chill dude when I'm out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lonely place, man. You know, you end up going home by yourself a lot and you miss your kids and you miss your loved ones. And it's a really tough thing to do. And for what he did for as long as he did, he brought, made a lot of people really, really happy. And he brought the world of being a chef into a reality, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. And his interaction with people was pure genius Mm -hmm. because he had it he had it nailed it wasn't about just the tv show it was about taking somebody took him into their home or into their restaurant they gave them the family recipe or the technique or the the meal you sat down with these people and you broke bread and that's what it is to be a human we break Mm -hmm. bread with each other and we share our experiences and he nailed it that's so cool he knew who you were it was a neat little That's moment. Really neat. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, this is really so. honestly this has been a real honor to have you on our podcast. I know we've been talking about it for so long and I was like I personally was like it's not going to happen because he's so busy and so famous. So the fact that you're actually making time for us is just shows how really good of a person you are. I mean, even <laughs> after even after you shaded me on Twitter, I had to go back on Twitter the other day once we had a time. And, sh- yeah, I saw and, sh- that. and shame you into not canceling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I want to let you guys know that I, I love the dynamic between you two. It really comes off very strong and friendly, and there's a love that's in there. And I like your your post that you guys do. And I've listened to a couple of the shows and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I love watching what you guys do, and I like seeing the dynamic of you two. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a cool thing. Aww. 
Well, thanks. Mm -hmm. um, this has been a really, really great episode. Um, Chef Duff, tell, tell the children where they can find <laughs> you. Um, well, one, don't ever call me Chef Duff because he's a Jewish dude out of Baltimore, not me. All right. So, which is okay. Duff Gold, that's actually Duff Goldman. It's yes. funny because people do it all the time. Uh, but uh, uh, you can actually find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chef Bry Duff, C-H-E-F-B-R-I-D-U-F-F. -F. I'm on uh, Facebook at Chef Brian Duffy. That means basically if you're a 45 to 70-year-old woman, you can find me on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, for everybody else, it's Instagram, man. It's Twitter, uh, different personalities on each one. Instagram is really more about the fun and the travel and the excitement of what I do. I share my girls. I share my food. And I share my puppy, who's a pretty badass oh. thing in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, I love him. Her. Yeah, she's a badass, man. <laughs> I do uh, I do walking videos every day and night that I'm home. And if anybody can figure it out, I uh, well, I'll tell you now, but I play a different version of the song Walking the Dog every single time. Wow. So if you go to my Instagram, you will hear the same song, but never by the same person. Um, and then Twitter for me is kind of an outlet. It's a release. It's a more of a, more of an intellectual, more of an adult conversation that happens out there. Um, and Facebook is like, Hey, uh, I'm not a fan of this president. And, uh, I really am unhappy that there's somebody left their trash can out in the neighborhood. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. Uh, and if you all don't know out there, um, chef Duffy also has his own line of spices and merch, um, and a, and a burger stuffer. Uh, so I actually endorsed a product called Stuffs, S-T-U-F-Z, which I don't even know if it's out there anymore. But uh, it was a really cool little burger stuffer that I endorsed a bunch of years ago. I do have a whole bunch of spices. I'm about to come out with a whole new line of sauces and barbecue stuff. and Which and I've never tasted, by the by. You you have totally had my spice. <laughs> oh, gentlemen. How you doing? Simmer down. And uh, <laughs> I'm a huge hat fanatic, so I actually have uh, some pretty cool hats that I'm getting ready to release as well i've been working with a pretty cool guy down in uh cincinnati uh so i'm a huge hat guy i travel with 10 to 12 every time i fly um i switch them up all the time i love hats i think they're a fun accessory uh so yeah i just do really cool shit i travel around i have a lot of fun and uh i try to experience and meet great people man and I have a podcast as well that's called Duffified Live. That's right. And Michael's been on it. Yeah, that was, was on so it. long ago. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a while ago. Oh, wow. my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really, really awesome and so much fun kind of getting an inside look. Uh-huh. Peering right in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. And I so thank you uh, for your patience of getting me on. And I'm really stoked that I had the opportunity to talk to you guys. And, hey, keep going, doing what you're doing, man. Have fun with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, we're going to say goodbye to you and I'll let you go, go on with your day and walk the dog. And, <laughs> thank you. And, and, and let us know when you come to New York and we'll let you know when we go down to Philly. That's right. Yeah. If you guys, you guys, fun. we've got to coordinate that. You guys have to come down here. We'll go out. We'll have a fun time. That would be so uh, fun. New yeah, York. I'll be in New York on uh, possibly the 13th and 14th of next week. So I don't know when the show's going to air, but uh, I may be up there. I've got to do some shooting. And uh, if I can, if I'm there for enough time, I will absolutely try to hook up with you guys and, uh, and grab a drink or something. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Yeah. It's Thanks been again. an honor. Truly. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Chef. We'll talk to you soon. Adios. All right, Adios. Oh, my God. That was so great, Marie. I mean, seriously, my yeah. pants are 
I have to. I have to change. I, I, I think I have to change <laughs> have because to change I'm like too. wet by association. Yeah. No, I think. I think <laughs> no, I think that was really great. We 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 even had like a lovely arc of like a yes. serious moment there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know what? I I guess. I mean, I don't want children, but I guess like raising two girls will change your life. Oh yeah. As a single dad. Yeah, women are the best. Yeah, um. They are, they are. Listen. <laughs> they are behind every great man, while in front of me is a great woman. <laughs> you know. Well, I have to say thank you for getting your buddy on because, yeah. you know, you you know him. <laughs> I, I do know him. And um, we do have a special relationship that I do cherish. And I never see him because he's so right. uh, famous. But I will never forget that moment where this complete stranger came out to support right. me. And um, it's made a lasting impact and a lasting friendship. So mm. a big shout out to Chef Ryan Duffy, um, you know, uh, just for... Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Boom, 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 boom. Travel down, down the, the road, road and back, back again. again. That's it. That we can't yeah, sing anymore. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And you know what, folks? Thank you for listening to In Your Mouth.